Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. All right, the, uh, this gospel, the first line of this gospel, the first sentence of this gospel is really critical, actually, and I missed it the first few times I was praying with it. Um, it says that Jesus is talking to, he was speaking to those Jews who believed in him. It, so, it sounds like this gospel, the, the tenor of it, the tone of it sounds like one of those uh, scribed and Pharisees gospels that we've been having over the past couple of days, past couple of weeks, where Jesus is kind of, again, butting heads with the scribes and Pharisees. But he's, he's not talking to them. He's talking to the Jews who, quote, believed in him, believed in him. So he's speaking to the inside crowd. He's speaking to those who are following him, those who already, like, you know, found in him a compelling person to, the, I mean, they're, they're sympathetic to his message is the point, right? He's preaching to the choir, which is another way of saying is he's preaching to us. He's speaking to us this morning for this gospel. And he's challenging them. And he's challenging us on a very important point, this whole idea uh, that salvation comes not through collective group identity, right? Salvation comes not through collective group identity, but from deep personal interior transformation, letting the word get close, in other words. See, they're holding on to their Abrahamic identity. They're clinging to this Abrahamic identity. We are children of Abraham. We're not enslaved, which is kind of hilarious because, like, like clearly they're, they've been enslaved, right? Remember the Assyrians. Remember the Babylonians. Remember the Egyptians. Remember, like, remember the Romans who are walking around right now? Anyway, you've been enslaved. But Jesus is talking about a deeper slavery. He's talking about um, the slavery to sin. So anyway, they're holding on to their collective group identity. We belong to the right group. And I think... The temptation is just the same for, for Catholics. Like, I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I go to Mass. I go to Sunday Mass, daily Mass. I'm in the right group. My butt's in the right pew, right? Here's what Jesus says, right? If you remain in my word, you will be my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And we've heard those words before, but what is he talking about? So he says first, if you remain in me, that's how you're my disciples, like, I know it's so hard to defamiliarize ourselves with these words, but like try and hear them through fresh ears. He's saying, if you remain in me, like there's this proposed, like deep personal, interpersonal communion if you remain in him. Like think of another example in, in, in our human lives where someone remains in another person. All of us for the first nine months of our lives spent like those first nine months in our mothers, a deep abiding connection, a deep interiority, a deep communion. That's kind of what he's getting at. You have to remain in me. And then he says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who's the truth? He's the truth. He's not talking about, you will know this data. You will know this set of facts. You will know these propositions. You know these dogmas. No, you'll know me. And what does he mean by the word no? I think you've heard me preach about this before, but in English, we only have just the one word for no. In other languages, especially in the Romance languages, also Hebrew, Greek, there's like head knowledge, like knowledge of facts, 
and then there's interpersonal knowledge. Knowledge of persons. Right? This is the big difference. Right? Like in Genesis where it says Adam knew his wife Eve and she bore him a son. That's a much deeper knowing that, yeah, I know Eve. <laughs> right? It's a deep knowledge, a deep communion, deep interpersonal communion. Like the very words that Jesus speaks, he says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. By the way, that's the very first line in the catechism. That line right there. That's the very first thing that's quoted. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. To know him requires deep openness, vulnerability. We have to let the word in, right? That's the whole idea. To let the word confront Jesus. We have to let him confront our hearts and our stuff, our past, our memories, all of that stuff. We have to let him into our hearts, right? If we are, if the word is this rainstorm, this waterfall, we have to take the rain jacket off. You have to take the poncho off. You have to let yourself get soaked and get all pruny, right? Let the word in, 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 in. If you remain in me, all of these words. Jesus says here at the end, he says, he says, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. Fulton Sheen, uh, he said that when the, all the scrolls of history are written and sealed and done, he said the, fi the saddest words, the saddest words will be, and there was no room for him in the inn. I've loved that. I think that's so powerful. That God comes to us. The waterfall is gushing down. The river is flowing. And we so often render ourselves like unreachable. I won't let you in. So here's the point, right? As we prepare for Holy Week, we're just a few days away. Um... Like, what are we doing so that this week isn't just another week where we fit in maybe a few extra Jesus things? You have to be more intentional about it. I want to invite us to, like, really pause before we take this deep plunge starting Palm Sunday, but to pause, slow down. Maybe we have to rearrange our schedules. Maybe we cancel some things. Maybe we take some time to make sure that we're taking time to have, like, create space for the word to get in, to slow down with our hearts, to pay attention to what's, all right, there's been a lot that's going on, Lord, in my heart. What, is, what has really been bubbling up? What's been moving? What have you been trying to bring up? Because whatever that is, that's where Holy Week and you are meant to intersect. It's not as though like God's like, we're doing Holy Week and like leave your heart off to the side. It's like, what's going on in your heart? That's what Holy Week is meant to enter into. All right, that's what we want to do. So come Holy Spirit, Lord, help us to do that this week and prepare for these most sacred of days. Amen.